Welcome to One Last Late Night Talk Show with your host, Clayton Young! It's that time again, that time again, visiting old and new friends alike. That's right, I'm coming out to a song once again. It is, of course, season two of One Last Late Night Talk Show with I, Clayton Young. Same with a C, young with a E, that's right, that is me. <laughs> what a pleasure to be back inside the lounge with you, all of my amazing cloud and guests. It's always such a joy to come out here and reimagine what this show can be every single season. <laughs> oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Obviously, a lot of us may be coming in from last season and want to understand exactly what is going on. Let me explain what is occurring. You see, this is one last late night talk show, a talk show at the end of time and space, and I'm, of course, your host, a being beyond reason, understanding, and consistent voice work. And I come out here and I talk about various things, and I invite on guests to uh, get down to the nitty-gritty of what it means to be human, and also also uh, dissect various clips from their lives. It's, a, it's good fun, altogether. And every single week, I'm, of course, joined by my co-host with the least most, my Andy Richter, as it were. Please do not applaud, applaud, sorry, got the season two jitters. Please do not applaud for Ted Bradley. He's here now. You can see him over there. Looks like he is instructing somebody else to do something. He seems to be pointing. Ah, Ted Bradley, another season here with you. It's always a joy, always a pleasure, of course, to have you here within the lounge. Here's the thing, Ted. Now I'm really thinking about it. It is previously on the last season we had a little segment called Musing on the News, which was a lot of fun, a little bit of pointed commentary about various times and news outlets and whatnot. And now with that no longer being a part of this production, it's a little bit difficult to know exactly what fills that gap. Perhaps I could talk about what this season means to me and what we're trying to do here. I think actually it's coming to me right now what we should really what we should really queue up is. What is going to be the arc of this season? Every season must have some sort of narrative trajectory. Perhaps, Tent Brentley, you're dealing with something in your own personal life that you can build off of every single week and culminate in some sort of larger-than-life climactic moment. You're shaking your head. That is okay. You do not... It's not on you to do such a thing. Of course, you merely man the cameras poorly. Perhaps I could look at myself and say, Hey, perhaps me, Clayton Young, could be something more than what I was before. Perhaps I can learn the tricks of the trade and learn what it means to be a human rather than merely exist above them in some sort of ethereal cloud state. We will, of course, learn all of this. Although, now I'm thinking about it, I'm really getting inspiration from Spider-Man 2. You know, where he, like, he loses the powers and then he's like has to couple with that and learn something on a deeper level. I'm feeling like this might be a Spider-Man 2 situation. What do you think about that, Ted Bradley? An affirmative nod from Ten Bradley. I like where your head is at. Look, we're going to play the song right now, and then we're going to start the show. And I, I want you to be prepared for it, because it's about to end. And when it does, you're going to have to be ready. So here, with an amazing score and a cloud of applause, comes One Last Late Night Talk Show. One Last Late Night Talk Show. One Last Late Night Talk Show. Just sit down and discuss the news Play a game, get interviewed Sing a song to barbecues Watch a clip, it's on review One last night talk show is on right now Welcome back to One Last Night I Talk Show with my Clayton Yang We have our first guest coming out here in just a moment And I don't know why I'm 
hesitating at all by saying just a moment because it is time right now on the dot on the money to bring them out please welcome Barry Underwood hello yeah, good to be here hello thanks for having me uh, it's a real pleasure really nice studio you've got here Pleasure to have you, Barry. Thank you for the compliment. Oh, well, any time, you know. If I see a studio I like, I'll uh, I'll let you know, you know. I'm not Such an lie. interesting... Oh, I was about to interrupt you and talk about your accent, but it's interesting that you immediately jumped on your honesty thought, how that's you must right. always be honest. Yeah, that's right. Well, why would, why would I lie about whether I like a studio or not? I could have just said nothing, you know? I guess that is an interesting line to think about. Were you raised with a certain sort of inclination for honesty? Yeah, well, I guess me dad used to always say, you know, don't lie to me or I'll, I'll uh, smack you in, into the fridge door again, you know. So that always was a good motivator to uh, not lie, you know. But also, it's just kind of an instinct thing. Like, I don't really think about it. Hmm. What did your father do for work? Oh, you know, he was just a plumber, you know. But uh, sometimes he'd take me with him watch him work you know um often it it wouldn't smell very good though that's the thing that is the thing oftentimes with plumbing and it really destroys the mystique of it because you grow up with a father figure and you're like wow he's an adult job he's living a life of a man that is beyond my child understanding and you go out there and you see him work and he's in all this filth and shit yeah, that's right. And it's sort of like, you know, Mario doesn't show that, does it? Like, it's sort of, you know, I heard Mario was a plumber. So I was like, well, my dad's a plumber. So, you know, he must be doing some really fun things. But no, he's just sort of got his hands, you know, deep into shit often. So it's quite, you know, you don't really see that in the Mario games. No, they focus more so on the stomping of Paragumbas. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, Bowser and all that. So Bowser, of course, the main rival of Mario. Do you think your father had a rival? That he would perhaps take cart rides with on the weekends. Yeah, well, I'd say, you know, like there was sort of, he'd always be complaining about his boss giving him a hard time. Um, yeah, I wouldn't call his boss a Bowser, though. Like he wasn't exactly sort of a giant spiky turtle dinosaur man. He was more of just, you know, just a, just a man in a suit. Yeah, sometimes the greatest enemies of all mankind are merely men in suits. As shown in the TV hit series Suits. Yeah, there's a few bad guys in there that wear suits, I guess. That's a good point. I think it's a very apt point, but you do not seem to be amazed by it. I'm really reveling in this. Oh my god, so many people wearing suits are evil. Yeah, but there's plenty of good people, you know, like, um, you know, men in black. You know, they all wear suits and, you know, they save the planet every couple of days. Um, who else wears suits? I guess they do try their best. Yeah, they do, you know, they... There's some moments where maybe they're joking a little too much when they're dealing with quite a serious thing, but I almost kind of, you know, I find that charming. I think it really undercuts the dramatic tension. The fate of our reality is resting on Will Smith's hands, and he's talking about some sort of goober splick looking like some sort of garbage flack. Yeah, or like when an alien's got balls for a chin, you know, like it's sort of, you know, it's good to have fun, you know, no matter what job you've got. You know, I like to think that maybe like a heart surgeon would still, you know, joke around. Like, they probably wouldn't joke like, oh, he's dead. No, just kidding. You know, they wouldn't do that. But, like, you know, they'd you know, have a bit of fun in the office. You know, you've got to have fun. Probably look at some sort of internal organ and relate it to the size of a different internal organ. Yeah, that, that'd that be funny, I guess, if you sort of knew your anatomy. But, um... Yeah, like, this guy has lungs like a pancreas. Yes, exactly. I'm sure that would be quite funny in certain, um, you know, hospital circles and that sort of thing. But uh, Or perhaps to fruit and nuts. Like, this guy has a heart like a walnut. And then we could all relate. 
Uh, you know, yeah, in a way, there are some people out there who have a heart shaped like a walnut, like the size of a walnut, and quite often they're wearing suits, I guess. Let's jump back. I feel like we maybe stepped away from who you are as an individual, really got onto the profession of your father and some sort of larger understanding of how people like to joke and jovialize around. Yeah. Barry Underwood, what makes you tick? Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing, right? I'm not really one to talk about myself, I suppose, but... Uh, you know, yeah, I sort of, I like to write. I like to sort of write little, you know, little comics, that sort of thing. You know, just fun little comics. But the problem is I can't draw, you know. So um, I sort of, I just find Do the words? That, yeah, that's right. I sort of go into Google Images and find pictures that I like and then just sort of write things on the pictures. I believe we have a clip of you making some of these strips. Oh, what's that there? Oh, it's a little cat hanging by a clothesline. Someone's written, hang in there, baby, on the top. Well, I think there's something better you could write there, so I'll just cross that out. Um, hmm, what else could you say? could say something like, um, well, isn't this quite a predicament? <laughs> Barry, you're kidding me with this. That's fucking crazy, man. Keep oh, it thanks, going. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like to brainstorm and that sort of thing. So, yeah, what else could there be um, for the cat? Holy shit, man. Oh um, shit. What else is the cat doing? Give it to me, Baz. Well, what what does a cat often say? You know, like a cat would say meow. So maybe something like meow, meow, no. You know, like, <laughs> oh no, but with a meow. I'm not sure if that makes sense. <laughs> That's a knee slapper, Barry. That's a knee slapper. Are you kidding me? Get some dogs in there, man. Oh, brilliant. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'll just um quickly just search through. Um, just click through and try and find a picture God, of God, you click so fast, man. You know yeah. what you're doing with that thing. Yeah, that's right. Although my finger gets a little sore. But uh, there we go. There's an image of a dog. Uh, we'll just get that up. Yeah. All right. So it's a dog and it looks like he's running really fast after a ball uh, in the middle of the field. So maybe maybe the caption, you know, maybe I could write something like, oh, I'm having more fun than that cat is. You know, like something like that. You know, then it could be <laughs> it's like, like a bit of a callback. to the cat. That's right, it can sort of make a story, you know. Barry, I cherish our time together. Yeah, no, you've been a really great assistant to me, Rog. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry I can't pay you. You know, I don't really make any money from this myself, but... um yeah, thanks, That's thanks fine, man. I'm learning the craft. I'm learning what it means to be a comic strip maker. And one day, one day, Barry, I hope that I can utilize these tools that you've given me to construct my own... I don't know what even to call it. A strip? Is that what the is that the term? Yeah, I guess like some people would call it a strip, but you know it's a bit hard because I, I, I can't really send it anywhere because they're not my drawings. You know. I understand that, Barry. Oh no, there's such a tragic spin to your life. Yeah, it's quite tragic, really. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I sort of thought by now I'd be able to pay rent, um, but I still can't. So. Oh, that's yeah. even sadder, Barry. Yeah, exactly. There's multiple yeah. things you're faced up against. Yes, it's quite quite a long tragic story that I have. That's right. Um, but it all starts with these strips, and you know, and honestly, like it's all worth it because you know when I just find that perfect caption for a picture, it's just kind of there's nothing like it. Yeah, you know? and he's and he's British. God, this is like perfect. Hey, Barry. Yes. Hey, so there's this crazy um, there's this crazy document that's pretty cool that I just. I've been meaning to get you to sign it. Um, so uh, it's for 
Okay, so it's for your life rights. My life rights? Yeah, so it's not like a big deal, man. It's just like, if you become big, then we can use that to become something more than. And it'd just be really cool if you could sign it and I could use it and we could... I don't know, like, we're in this together, man. Wait, Roger, I'm confused because you, you know, obviously you've been very helpful in sort of saying, you know, like, that's really funny and sort of laughing at my jokes. It's very helpful. <laughs> I'm remembering the dog thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, what was it? Uh, you know, I'm having more fun than the cat, than the caddies. Yeah. Than the caddies. Um, what? But I'm not really sure, like, what you sort of contribute and I'm not really sure whether I want to sort of sign anything that, that might give you any anything that you don't really deserve, you know? Oh. Like, I initially hired you um, to sort of, you know, bring me food and all that. And it's ended up being that I can't really afford that either. I thought you would buy the food. Uh, turned out I have to buy the food. I, yeah, so it was my mistake. Crisps are expensive, man. They're- yeah, that, that was my error, to be honest. But it's been nice to have you as, like, a sort of support. And um, But, yeah, I, like, I can't really pay you, like I said. Okay, but... Okay. Okay, can we just reset... Yep, all right, we can, can reset. We, we, we pretend that I didn't bring up the document and, like, we're friends yep. and we're hanging out and you're really funny. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, that. I'm here. Um, I'm going to be straight with you, Barry. Yep, what is it? I'm going to be straight with you, Barry. Yeah. I was going to reset, but I'm going to be straight with you, Barry. I will trick you into signing this document. That's quite strange. It may not be now, but one day... You're going to sign this document and I'm going to make a motion picture about your life, Barry, and I'm going to get all the money from it. Know that, Barry. It's going to happen. It's it's quite strange that you would sort of openly tell me that. Like, you know, now I'm just going to be on guard for it at all times. Like, you could have surprised me if you didn't tell me about it, but, but you told me. So I'm not really sure how this is going to work for you, Rog. <laughs> Here's the thing, Barry. If you go through life afraid of writing anything on a piece of paper... It's only going to make your comics worse there, bud. All right, Rog, I'm starting starting to regret having you around now. I'm not really... You're starting to sort of, you know, creep me out a little bit. And now that laugh... Yeah, that laugh isn't as nice as it was before. It's now sort of scary. And I'm a little afraid of you now. That laugh is sort of not really as comforting as it once was. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you could could leave, uh, that would be really good for me. I'll I'll leave right now, but let me just tell you something. Mm. I'm never going to be gone, Barry. Well, if if you do leave, then you at least will be gone for, you know, however long you're gone for until you come back, you know. Okay. Okay. Whatever you say, Barry, I'm going to leave. Big wink. Walking away. You know, like sort of just saying that and making a sound. You're still here. You haven't actually left. Shuffling behind the pot plant. Yeah, I can see you behind the pot plant. Um... It's quite a small plant, so I can just sort of see you standing on top of it, really. Uh, yep. Yep, no, that's the bathroom. That's that's the uh, wrong door. No, okay, out this, that door. Uh, this, okay, I'm pretty sure you know where the door is, Rog. Uh, I'm I'm honestly lost. I'm Outside of the, th- the conceit of me trying to steal your life rights, I honestly can't physically get out of this space, and I'm really embarrassed about it. All right, Rog, you know what? If it's easier... I'll sign your life rights form, all right? Holy shit, it's happening. As long as you just... What an idiot. As long as you just, you know, don't don't be a dick about it. 
you know? Why would I be a dick about it? I come from a long line of Winklevosses, okay? We go around not stealing things from other people. That's like our whole deal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was on your family crest. I remember you showing me that when we first met. It said, uh, it said, uh, take them, not em, from them, people em. That was quite nice, that sort of Latin, yeah? Yeah, Latin's cool like that. It hides evil twists very well. Mm. Well, yeah, like, I just figure a bit easier, since you can't find the door and you seem a bit lost, and I do like that laugh, actually, um, as long as it doesn't head into that sort of creepy area. Yeah, you know, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll sign the form. Okay, okay. Yeah, give it here. I'll sign it now. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Sign what was that? Fucking form. You say something? I'm... Talking to myself, please excuse you. So rude. And I believe that was the clip. It was quite a disturbing time. You know, I didn't really realise what a life form was, you know. I just kind of signed it. Um, so, yeah, it turns out now... Um, well, luckily, you know, my comics didn't really make any money. But, yeah, you know, I tried to buy my own comic just to sort of make it look like the sales were higher and all that money just kind of went to Rog. So that was a bit disappointing. That is devastating. How many copies of your own panel strips did you purchase? Well, I sort of tried to buy all of them at least like a hundred times. So then, you know, on the website, it sort of says sold X amount of times. And I figured, you know, I'd just be getting the money back. But turns out there's, you know, there's a fee for subscription and all that sort of did stuff. Did you then and also then- like print them? Were they physical printings? Well, yeah, you know, I don't like looking at them on a screen, you know. That's the thing. Like, you know, I'll Google image it and then sort of come up with the idea. But then, yeah, I've got to print it out, write it, scan it, then print it again. Wait, okay, but hang on. How many different strips were there in total? Well, you know, like, as you heard in the clip, you know, I worked through two pretty quickly, didn't I? You know. He did. I mean, yeah, it's very quick. And, like, some credit to Rog, you know, he suggested that I find a photo of a dog after I did the cat one. So, you know, maybe maybe he deserves some percentage, but I wouldn't say 100%. That's a bit unfair. I'd say you probably have a similar connection here right now, signing over your life rights to my co-host with the least most tent friendly, who's rather bound to work on this production. Mm, yeah, it's sort of like that. Like, we're sort of kindred spirits, aren't we? I can really see you forming a good bond. I can see Ten Bradley walking over and gently placing an arm upon your shoulder, kind of awkwardly, like a male on a first date with a woman. Yeah, I, I'd probably prefer if you didn't touch me, though, to be honest. You're kind of dirty. Ten Bradley, back away, you rabbit dog. Yeah, maybe just, you know, like, I feel a connection, but not physically, right? Mm, yes, of course. Now... Your life rights were taken away from you. Yeah, that's right. You then went on to not really make anything of it. Was there some sort of larger-than-life production that was made of your life? Was there a film, a novel, a book? Well, yeah, Rog sort of, you know, like he tried to pursue this idea of a of a movie about me, but, you know, no one really knew who I was. He's a bit obsessed with me, I think. I don't think he quite... Maybe he's a little delusional about how well-known I am. I mean, to be fair, I sort of told him that I'm quite famous when I'm not, just to, you know, to make me feel more special. But, yeah, he sort of went around, he wrote a biopic or something, whatever the word is for it. You know, he went around pitching it. I believe we have a clip of this, one of these pitch meetings. Uh, all right, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what was your name again? Uh, Roger. 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 Rog, right, Rog, and, uh, Rog is actually fine. Winklevoss. Oh, Rog. All right. Rog, Rog Winklevoss. Oh, you related to those twins <clears throat> that, uh, you know, so they made facebook yeah rowan's in the family you know back forward every which way arms like tigers all right all right well you've got a i heard you've got like a movie idea yes it's actually really cool so actually follow me on this journey yeah follow me on this idea journey all right i'm listening 
it's kind of like it's kind of like um you've seen you've seen you've seen uh you've seen, I've seen. Uh, You've seen. Yeah, <laughs> let me get to it. Yeah, all right, all right. You <laughs> know, time's okay. t- yeah, clock sticking. You've you've heard of Garfield before? Y- yes, I, yeah, I'm familiar with Garfield. Yeah. Lasagna loving cat hates the Mondays. Always orange, but sometimes black and white, depending on the printing order. Yeah, and his nose is pink, isn't it? Is his nose pink? I've never I read think- it. So that's an example of a comic strip. But what goes on behind the strip? is a man, a sad, sad man who can't pay rent. It's kind of like, have you seen, have you, have you, have you seen Tick, Tick, Boom? Oh, yeah, I love that movie. I love Andrew Garfield. Honestly, sometimes he appears in dreams where he's not welcome, but then he becomes welcome pretty quickly. <laughs> um, in yeah, your so, dreams? Uh, yeah, well, Garf- you know, Andrew Garfield, he's, um, yeah, wait, so I'm confused. Are we talking about Andrew Garfield or Garfield the Cat? Sorry, talking about Andrew Garfield. Got me all flustered and confused. Um, but so, are you talking about a movie about Jim Davis or a movie about Garfield or a movie about The terminology is confusing and I can't see. You're on your phone a bit, so I feel like maybe you're a little bit just... Let me re-explain. Yeah, so I was just quickly Garfield. Googling who made Garfield. That's, I was just quickly Googling who Jim made Garfield. Davis. Yeah, Jim so, Davis? Jim so, Davis? So, yes. Yeah, Jim Davis. So, is that who the movie's about? Not ex- hang on, hang on. I didn't finish my explanation. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm mapping out a whole thing here. Sorry, sometimes I get excited, especially when Andrew Garfield gets me. Can we get but... some more waters, actually? Yeah, actually, I'm some water would be great. Um, Linda, could you get us some waters, please? God, how, how'd you get her, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of awkward because she's actually my associate, but, um, you know, I... I'm not confident pouring water and there's no one else here. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Linda. Appreciate it. I know that feeling. Thank you, Linda. You're a dime in the rough. Yeah, I'll get those reports to you soon, Linda. I promise. Anyway, busy sorry. Busy reports. You... Busy, busy reports. Let me, yeah, let me jump back in. Sorry, I distracted us with the waters, with the things. So it's not any Garfields that you know of. It's like a strip and it's the person behind the strip. Let me throw out a name. Okay, let me throw out a name, and you tell me if you've heard this before, because I'm hearing it off the walls, off the charts. Everybody in the street is talking about it. Or okay? I'm just going to loudly have a sip of my water, and hopefully you say a name that's so amazing that I spit it out. Barry Underwood. Um, now, you may have noticed that I very smoothly just swallowed that water, because I've... Who, I, who is Barry Underwood? I've, I I'm did. It was very pointed. You may be thinking Underwood. Is this the guy from? Is this the guy from House of Cards? Is this Kevin Spacey? It is no connection to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> That's super clear. Well, that's always good to hear in a, pro- in a producer's room. <laughs> We we have no funding from Kevin Spacey. He said no. We did go to him. He said no. You went to him. All right. That's uh, <laughs> we did go to him. Why why did you go to him? Well, we needed funding. So like, I go to whoever's. You know, if if my dogs are barking, I I take them on the leash. You know, they get to hunt. All right. So is it a movie about your dogs or Kevin Spacey? I'm very confused. Let now. me re-explain. So you, it's now a comic you've just strip. got Kevin Spacey in my head and nothing else. <laughs> okay, forget about that. Let's focus on the first name, Barry. Now it's not it's oh, not yes. Bill Hader's Barry. All He's right. not a serial killer who's killing people. Okay. You know, don't think about that. Think I'm about try not this. To. But you yeah, just like- you just keep saying things, and that's what's appearing in my head. So maybe just say what you want me to think of. Okay. He's a guy. He's British. He makes comics. 
We're looking at his life. He can't pay rent. He can't pay me. I'm in the story as well. Big part, big name. Lights, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like a character poster with me. All right, all right. So it starts like that. And then, you know, does he sort of become a diamond in the rough success by the end? That's always very inspiring. So, not yet. I have these life rights. And at the moment, he's still not... He's still not there. All right. How did you... Okay. Well, maybe maybe come back to me a little later, like once he's sort of had some significant success that might be a little more interesting. Although, although you know, like how did you get his life rights? I swindled him. You swindled him? Yeah, I pressured him until he broke. Well, that sounds... You sound like an interesting character. That could be <laughs> an interesting story, maybe. Just sort of two losers who have no money just two absolute losers I'm talking of course about you and whoever the other guy is two losers um, you know manipulating each other um, all for you know not much and maybe I could have a character I wonder who could oh Andrew Garfield could play me yeah that sounds really good actually yeah Um, We might need to tweak some of the language around who's what and where and when, but... Yeah, that's fair enough. Maybe, yeah, so the two losers and then the handsome film executive. What? You know what? Never mind. And I believe that was the clip. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, you know, I never actually saw that interaction. I'm wondering who filmed it, but... um, So actually, let me explain. I can pull clips from anywhere, any which way, any which what using the magical powers that be within who I am as an individual. Oh, that's rather exciting, but rather frightening at the same time. All right. Well, could you show me like when I was born? I could. I would be stepping on the toes. Here's the thing. I would be stepping on the toes of my brother-in-law, who does host a morning talk show at the start of reality and shows people the time of their birth. Oh, all right. Well, that's all right. Well, can I see when I die then, maybe? Oh, we're really getting ahead of ourselves here. I think I should... Maybe, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the time. Wow. This is earlier than usual. Well, you know, like there's no rush, but... You know, no, no, no. Wanna... Barry Underwood, I have brought you here at the moment of your deceasement. All right, like, do I just watch it or am I going to die? Barry, you have already perished. Oh. Oh, all right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I can't really remember it. All right, let's have a look. See if I can remember. We'll get to it by the time of the end of the episode, but I want you to really let this sink in. Barry, you are no more. Oh, well, I guess that's all right, you know. Probably don't have to worry about rent so much. I can just do drawings. That'd be nice. Well, I can't do drawings. Well, writing on drawings, yeah. That's nice. That's all right. Such a sad man. Not even concerned at all with his own death. Is Rog dead? We can perhaps look after the, look into that after this perfectly placed advertisement. We'll get you to you after the break. Hi, I'm Thomas and this is Thomas. Are you a massive fuckhead? Yeah, you massive fuckwit. Yeah, are you a big piece of shit? Yeah, are you incapable of even, like, getting on it? Yeah, well, if the answer's yes to any of those questions, you might need to wear... You might just need to wear... A... A... A suit! We've got suits for all kinds of dickheads. We've got the three Ps. The small top. The large top. The quarter pounder. The Big Mac. 
The side em, sides them up. And also some ties. Shoes to boot. You'll be able to look like a dickhead at any event, including weddings, horse Galas, races. horse racings. You can Sorry, also... I'm stepping on your toes over there. Well, Thomas, How about that's we... all right. But, you know, pretty sure I'm in the, on the lead on this one, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we did agree you were taking the lead. So you go for the lead. Yeah, I'm jumping when needed. Yeah, I'm Thomas number one for a reason. All right, Thomas? Okay, man. And that's how you be a massive dickhead. And look how I was wearing this suit whilst being a dickhead. A perfect pairing. He's got vests. He's got ties. He's got fascinators for your dame. We're looking at a variety of suits to make you look like a puckered little (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Is that too much, Thomas? Thomas, that was brilliant. You know what? I think you can take charge now, Thomas, number one. Holy shit, holy shit, man. Look, I always thought you were a fuckwit, but I didn't know that you were fucking... You're a fucking bomb, man. Well, that's the thing. I think... I think we're both a couple of dickheads. So, chuck a suit on and let's get out there. Alright, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's finish off this ad. Me giving the lead, okay. Take it away. If you want a suit from one of us pieces of shit, then you better get your fucking lips ready and your mind at the gate because those doors are opening and we're going to be there and we're going to be, we're going to be fucking, man. We're going to be fucking right, right in front of your face, man. And you're going to be like, what's going on? I thought these were like brothers. So come to Thomas Suits where no one makes any sense and is a total dickhead. Hello and welcome back to one last late night talk show with I, Clayton Yang. I'm joined here, of course, with Barry Underwood, who has just learnt that he's very much just deceased. Yeah, there's quite a lot to take in, really, but, you know, like, I've had a few thoughts about it, but honestly, it's, it's kind of all right. Has anyone ever told you, Barry, that you kind of sound like Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight? Well, no, I haven't seen that, but I'm sure... I'm sure it's a little bit better the way he does it. I don't know if it is. I think it's... I'm not saying it's bad. I think it was pretty good, but I know a lot of people in the British community kind of really went after him for the accent. Oh, well, all right. Well, thankfully, I'm actually British, so it should be all right. Yes, it's actually a testament to Oscar Isaac's work. Your existence makes it seem like Oscar Isaac is doing a bang-up job. Yeah, and, you know, I like to do little favours for, for, for people, you know, like I did for Mr. Isaac. That's good to know. Um, but, you know, I guess it's maybe thanks to people like Russell Brand who actually do talk like this. Like, maybe it's their fault. But, uh, you know, like, let's... Um, I'm happy to move on now because I'm starting to feel a bit offended and maybe that I might be offending other people listening. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to, you know, position you in some sort of, uh, you know... I am... Look, can I be honest... Right here, right now. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, like right at the start, I said I'm all about honesty, so I would appreciate it back. That'd be, that would be nice. Barry Underwood, I was a little bit concerned before the break time that you were perhaps being um, a little bit coy when it came to the emotional feelings behind your recent departure and death inside the mortal coil. And I thought it might be in my best interest to poke and prod you a little bit about things about your life to make you feel something. Well, yeah, that's all right. Poke and prod away. I'm ready for it. Or would you like me to list a bunch of things I don't like about you? Maybe this could work. I'll list a bunch of things I don't like about you, and we'll see. Maybe this gets the emotional ball rolling. 
oh, I I didn't realize that that's what she meant. But all right, like it's your you're show. You're kind I guess. of you're kind of like the one I'd pick last if I was going to play dodgeball. You know. Well, you know, I was I was never really that good at sports, but I sort of I sort of thought I presented as someone that was. But all right, your mouth kind of looks like you have gum in there, but I never see the gum. Yeah, well, I guess maybe, you know, I tend to pretend to chew things. Yeah, I think it's because I'm a big fan of Brad Pitt and he sort of always looked cool when he did that. So, like, it's a bit of an image. You have a necklace that definitely had something attached to it, but it is now gone. So you just have, like, a small piece of metal on a string around your neck, which makes you look like an idiot. All right, well, that's a bit hurtful. I guess uh, it's partly because I actually can't. I'm not very good at undoing the clasp on the back and I've sort of been alone for a while. You oh, know, God. used to do that. Oh, God, me. you just raised your arms to procure the necklace from your very neck and I just saw the most disgusting thing underneath your very armpits. One arm has hair, the other does not. Well, that's right. It's sort of, if I if I have hair on both sides, I'll sort of lean a bit. It's a, I'm actually a bit of an uneven man. So it's nice to, if I shave one armpit, then uh, it sort of keeps some balance, you know. But uh, And finally, know. the last insult. The one to which you should really make you break down right. into a sniveling worm of yourself. You look. Yes, build it up. You look <laughs> like the last bit of toothpaste in a tube. And I'm going to say this like one of those American jokes. You know, there's like fucked a thing. You look like the last bit of toothpaste in a tube fucked a hmm. What other thing could it fuck? Well, honestly, I think the toothpaste thing, that's kind of a compliment, sort of represents hope, you know, for one last brush before you have to buy Not if it fucked a rotten apple, though, would it? Well, I suppose not, but maybe that the fluoride would actually kill all the germs in the rotten apple and sort of give it some hope, too, you know? I Darn it to hell, Barry. Darn it to hell. You're such a positive individual. It's impossible well, to make you feel emotions. Well, I guess, you know, there are times where I'm sad, you know? I get sad. You get sad. I believe we have a clip. Play the sad clip. Oh, what a lovely day. I'm walking around in the park. It's a nice day. I'm feeling really good. Oi, idiot! Give us your money, you tosser! Well, there's no need for that language. All right, I'll give you some money. But you know, Empty out your pockets, you big your big apple. Did you just call me an apple? I called you an apple. Fell, didn't fall far from the tree, huh? From the rotten core. That's quite hurtful, actually. I'm, I'm, that's starting to dampen my day a little bit, to be honest. Did you want my money? Or did you want to insult me some more? I want the money, and I want you to make feel bad about losing it, bruv. I'm saying That's... bruv now. Well, why is it that you want to do that? You get some sort of satisfaction. Does it compensate for something? I have a serotonin deficiency. It's medically induced, my my position. Oh, well, that's that's no good. You know, you can boost your serotonin, you know, maybe go for a nice long jog. Or, you know, a hug. get a hug from someone. I'm not looking for mediation or some sort of recompense for my life of crime and seeing myself as somebody who can change and become a better version of my whole self. Okay, I'm not Bojack Horseman. I'm looking for your chitter chitter change, buddy. Well, that's quite, it's quite tragic. It's really quite, it's really making me quite upset, to be honest. Give me um, 50p at the very least. All right, but like nowadays I don't really carry cash. I've just sort of got my card. But do you want me to just, you know, like we can just walk together to a cafe? Give me your card and your logins. All right, well, here's my card. I've got this notepad. That's where I keep all my pins. And all right. Okay. Well, that's. This is really. I want you to know that this has actually been a really terrible interaction that has, you know, ruined my day. Give me that thing on your necklace, huh? That little star on the end of your necklace. 
Well, I can't. It's sort of hard to do the clasp. I'll give it a go if you like. But I'm gonna rip yeah. it off. <clears throat> oh well, that's. Could I have that back? That's quite a valuable thing. You oh, know, like does it was... have significance? Well, yeah, my dad found it in a toilet when he was, you know, cleaning out. It was what the, the only fuck, thing he's man? Ever gave what me. the fuck? Well, yeah, Why are you telling plumber. me these things? Well, he was a plumber, you know. I'd go with him, and he he pulled a necklace out of, out of out of the shitter, and he and he gave it to me, and that's sort of it's the only thing he's ever given me. So I would like to, if I could have that back, that would be nice. Look, look man, this is my first time doing this, and I feel like I fucked up by having a conversation with you because I'm really struggling to then like move away and take the money. Uh... No, look, you, you just go. You just take it. I don't really have anything to hope for anymore. You've kind of... You've really dampened any hope of this day being any good. So, well done. Shit, on. shit man. Um, look, how about I how about I spot you a 20? Oh, I don't need your money. That's all right. You know, I don't like... No, man. I was, no, man, I feel really bad because I feel like I'm pretty bad off, but given your current emotional state, it looks like maybe you're having your own serotonin problem, man. So I'm just going to... Yeah, but you know, like I'll figure, I'll figure something out. I might go write, do some more writing or something. That's sort of the only thing I enjoy. Oh God, that's sad. Oh God, creative people suck. Okay, here's uh, here's at least well, what a ten. What do you mean by that? That's quite hurtful. Well, it just often feels like people use creative outlets to try to hide from their actual selves because they're not brave enough to face who they are as a realized person. You know? Wow, I never really, never really thought about it like that. That's quite tragic, isn't it? Like people call it their escape, but really what they're escaping from is themselves, not from the world around them. Yeah, thank you, random man in the park. I think I've got a lot of thinking to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a long walk. You can take my money and keep the keep the thing off. The All right, I'm gonna place a fiver on the ground. Know that the wind will take it if you don't take it. So, that's that's something. I'm walking away. I'm backing away from it. The wind took it so fucking fast. Okay, man, I'm gonna get out of here. Shit, I'm gonna get out of here, man. Yeah, you should probably stop flinging money around in the wind. Oh shit, this shit's loose, man! I got loose pockets, loose change. I should make a documentary about that. And I believe that was the clip. Yeah, that was quite a tragic time in my life. You know, I had to really reflect on. You know, was it I tragic? Really... I felt like it was tragic, but still, we just don't really dive into your emotional state. Yeah, maybe I was wimping out a little bit in terms of committing to an emotion there, but I, I think like. I think, you know, it's sort of, I had to really question uh, whether I enjoy writing my comics or whether it's just, you know, a sort of way of hiding, you know, maybe because my dad didn't really give me much. Yes. Ted Bradley, come here with the camera. He's mentioning his father. This is, of course, the root core of his misery. Bring in the camera, Ted Bradley. I would much prefer if he got that camera out of my face, thank you. Use the zoom, Ted Bradley. How many times does it tell you? Don't just get yeah, closer to the people. Yeah, that, I think that's what Zoom was invented for, so that we could still have distance, but you could see me up close, and that like, that's all right. But, um, yeah, you know, my dad, I used to watch him go and be a plumber. And, yes. Um, you know, it's quite disappointing and disenfranchising. And then, you know, then he gave me that necklace. It was the only thing that mattered to me, but it's kind of, you know, he found it in shit. So it's kind of hard to sort of see the value in it now in, re- in retrospect. But um, I guess that's why I never make any comics about um, plumbers. Yes, despite their hilarious comedic premise. Yeah, there is something quite funny about shit. You know, like I could get a photo of a plumber, like plumbing. You know, getting it all up in the all up in the in the pipes, and could say like, oh. "Oh, I'm I'm having a shit day." You know, I could write something like that. Like, that would make me laugh, and many other millions. Yeah, but I guess that is just my heart's not really in it with a plumber-based comic. That's the thing. Perhaps it might be best of us.
to play a game. Get up out of your seat. Oh, all right. Now, this game should hopefully help us realize what your emotional state is and also help us figure out how you perhaps per- purchased, perished, perished that one faithful day to which I took you from. This game is, of course, called Last Search and Tweetstament. What we do is we swap cellular devices and we provide the last three searches one at a time, going back and forth. All right. All right. And we figure nice. out what... You were searching, I guess. I don't know. I didn't know how to introduce it this time. I wasn't I wasn't sure. So we're taking it turns. Here's my cellular device. I'll take yours. <clears throat> how to draw dog. Yeah, well, I've been sort of, yeah, thinking it might be worthwhile learning how to draw. But it's quite hard, you know. That's the thing. It's quite, it's quite difficult. You know, I can do the nose. That bit's easy. It's just the eyes and the, and the mouth and the ears and the body and the legs and the paws. All of those. And the tail. It's quite difficult. But is a nose not but an eye, but a little bit bloated? Is a, is a ear not but a pointed snout? Is a tail not but an elongated snorf? Well, I guess I could make some kind of, uh, you know, nose-based dog. Like a dog made of dog noses. And then sort of maybe the caption could be like, do you smell something? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe something like that. You've got a talent. Let me tell you that, Vare. No matter what is given to you, you say what needs to be said. Please, my third last search. And know that... I'm a being beyond reason. You can say absolutely anything. I will justify it. Uh, you've you seem to have Googled Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Uh, just You've just written Anaconda by Nicki Minaj, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Just sort of like you've sort of typed it like a hundred times into the one search. You, you know, you could have just typed it once and searched it. Yes. Well, here is something tragic about me that I need share in this very moment. I am a being that can summon anything into existence. Anything into reality. But I have recently learned that for some reason I cannot summon Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I've tried. Very disappointing. She'd be a great guest. She'd be a wonderful guest. She'd have so much to talk about. Anaconda. The, um... She'd like a Chung Lee song, didn't she? Wow, what a guest. <laughs> I definitely know enough about her to talk to her for 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour. But here's the thing. I figured if I search her multiple times, perhaps that he's her candy man. Perhaps if I say her name into a search engine, she shall be summoned. Well, I guess anything's possible. Like, if you're a, if you're a, a being beyond time and space and that sort of thing, like, I, I suppose it'd be possible, wouldn't it? Yes, but unfortunately, I instead summoned Megan Trainer. Oh, that's a shame. Who I know even less about. <laughs> I don't know what to even talk about in terms of her. I know, I know nothing. She had a song about, um, you know, like, uh, larger women are, are sexy kind of thing. It was very oh, the, all about that bass. Is that her? Yeah, that's right. That's the song. Yeah. Yes, I could get a groove on to that. Mm. Now your next search, your second last search. How to make fresh ink. What, what was that? Fresh ink? Fresh ink from Squid. Mm, yeah, well, that was the, the thing was, you know, like I said, I like handwriting. So... I sort of went, well, how much is this ink really? Like, how hard is it to make ink, you know? Like, I was spending all this money on ink and I'm not making any money. So I sort of thought, well, maybe there's a way I could make my own ink and sort of save money. So I sort of, I just sort of dove off a pier and just sort of... You, know, you dove off a pier? Yeah, you didn't fish? Went, you jumped in? No, well, I, you know, I didn't have any fishing gear. You know, that's the thing. It's another investment, right? Like, I don't know, I don't know if I can claim fishing gear on tax when it's uh, being bought to catch squid to make ink. Like, is that too much 
too many degrees of separation from a business expense. I'm not really sure. So yeah, no, I just sort of That's went fair. down to the local pier and um, just sort of dove in and just sort of hung around till I found some sort of, uh, you know, octopus or a squid sort of creature. You know, one of those sort of creatures that, uh, you know, squirt ink when they're afraid. But then that's the thing. I found a squid and it was sort of, oh, they're not really afraid of me, are they? Um, yes, you're a rather meek man. Yeah, like you said, you know, I didn't really get picked for dodgeball and that sort of thing. You know, if they took Brent, who who was the best, he was the captain of the dodgeball team at school. You know, he he was quite scary. You know, like he would have scared those squid and I would have gotten... I could see Ted Brentley's ears perking up. You said the name Brent and he's like, wow, that's similar to my name, Tent. Yep. Yeah, it's not the I'm same not really, thing. It's a different man. Yeah, I'm not really talking about you. And again, can you just get a little further back? You, you kind of, you don't smell very good. Like really He's bad. rubbing your tummy like you are a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's quite inappropriate, even if I was pregnant. So if you could stop touching me, please. Um, Ted Brentley. Well, I don't know why you keep this man around. He's quite disturbing. He's contractually obligated. He also tried to kill me last season and I felt a sense of uh, companionship to him when he tried. I sort of felt that way about Rog. Again, kindred spirits. I guess there's quite a connection. Do me, do me, do my search. Ah, yes. Yeah, sorry, it's the uh, second last yes. you had. Um, I think yeah. It says whatever happened to Sean Kingston. So I'm yes. why you're googling that. Yes. Well, this on the train of saying Megan Train is me then thinking who is somebody else I know nothing about, and I thought I shall search for the name that you just said, and well, I Sean will Kingston. try to find it. John Kingston? Sean Kingston. Sean, see, I have no idea. (laughs) He's the one that, that, that he had that one song that's like, your way to beautiful Tearful girl. Yeah, that's right. And he did that song and then I don't know where he went, but it was a good song, I guess. So it's fair that he Googled like what happened to him, but I just, how did that come up? I suppose that was a search in which I did partake within. And then upon searching, I must have walked away from my device and gone... Huh, I think I forgot something somewhere else and then never found some sort of answer to the search. That's really disappointing. I'm noticing it's quite ironic. You're this you're this universal uh, interdimensional being and yet you're just Googling about pop stars from <laughs> 10 years ago for some reason. Well, That's you're 10 inter- years ago. They're not very interesting searches. So, you know, part of me wants to apologize for it, but, you know, it's your searches, I guess. Yes, it's my do not apologize for my searches. I'm the one who must apologize for my reactions to the searches. I do not know this man. <laughs> and I apologize. All right, your last search. Yeah, I can't remember this one. What was my last search? I'm trying to remember. It was, will dying at sea make my dad proud, at me, proud of me? <laughs> yeah, I was doing <laughs> Yeah, I sort of decided it's quite fun to search in rhyme. So, and I guess subconsciously, <laughs> that's how my dad got brought up. But um, yeah, I sort of thought maybe, you know, I had a close, I had a close shave, you know. So like I sort of went in there, found a squid and went, oh no, well, how do I get the ink out of this? And then, you know, a big shark came by and I sort of thought, I wonder if this will make dad proud. So I thought I'd Google it. Um, Waterproof phone too. Good on you. Yeah, you're doing well, pretty well for yourself. Well, you've you've really put me in a corner there, haven't you? 
Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's quite a it's quite a rare thing to have a phone that you can just Google underwater. But it's I should of... have distracted from the emotional turn that we're clearly getting to by talking no, well, about your fucking mobile phone. Okay, no, the... hang on, you see a shark? <laughs> no, that's the thing. I invented a uh, I invented a hundred meter underwater uh, smartphone, but I sort of thought there was nothing special about that. So I just kind what of are you talking that about that? <laughs> and just sort <laughs> just of focus on, on my. End. I just decided to sort of focus on my comics rather than the, the dumb inventions, you know. I don't know how... I, like, my comics could save lives, you know. What else did you invent? Ah, well, you know, like, I made a... Um, I made, like, a flying machine. A flying machine? Oh, that's not that impressive in what year you're from. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, it was a flying machine. It was... Nobody really gives a shit, man. <laughs> if you could, okay, I'll let you explain it. it. it, it let me explain. Um, like you could fly, you could fly, and and when when it crashes, like you you wouldn't have to land it; it could just crash and you'd be safe. That was the thing. Oh, I don't. That's a hard market. I don't know how you market like safe crashing. Like, what's the picture on the poster? I feel like. It- well, well, that's the thing. That's why it's so stupid, isn't it? You know, like I sort of mm. thought, oh, maybe you know. Then you know how many people die in plane crashes every year? Like maybe I could make a some sort of plane that doesn't. You know, no one dies when it crashes. So I sort of made it, it just kind of is covered in balloons, you know, sort of like that housing up sort of thing. Yes, up. That's the thing. I sort of realized that's, you know, like, it's kind of dumb, isn't it? Okay. But you didn't want to kill yourself for your father out at sea? Well, no, I didn't want to die. It's sort of, you know, I was accepting of death, you know, sort of like, well, this might be it. And, you know, maybe, maybe that makes something, something dad would talk about, you know? But, um, you know, like when you told me I was dead a while ago, like, you know, I was pretty... I was quite accepting of death, honestly. So, so very sad. Now, please do me again. I have one last search. Shut up about your father. Give me the search. Um. All right. It looks like you've googled. Oh, give me the pop oh, star. Come on. Pop star reference. I think. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think you've googled how old is Katy Perry. I'm not really sure what, why that's of interest to you. Yes, I was trying to figure out her age brackets at certain times when she was dating various people. This is very simple. You'd think it'd be some sort of conceptual conceit, but no. I was trying to feel like, how old was she when she was dating Russell Brand? Because I knew you were going to be on the show, and I'm like, Russell Brand's going to come up. I'm going to insult your accent. I wanted to know exactly when that, that bracket That's quite happened. a clever connection you've made. Yeah, I really I really ate a seed that, huh? Yeah. Really got it's there. quite clever. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if... You know, this is like an improvised podcast of some sort. But anyway, no, yeah, that's really nice. Well, she's, I think she's like 37, 38. And, um, which Ooh. means she was with Russell Brand sort of, you know, in her mid to late 20s. And I feel like maybe... Was Russell- she mid to late 20s when she was releasing her initial album runs? I'm actually not really sure, but I'm pretty sure Russell Brand would have been much older. I know he's out there getting to the Greek and ser- forgetting Sarah Marshall. He was having a grand old time in those days. Yes, yeah, so those were some wonderful films. Yes, yeah, some wonderful films. <laughs> We're really just musing, aren't we? On the various makings and works of the late, early and late 2010s. All right, let's get to it. We've figured out some information about what is and what not and what has and what when. And learned about your eventual death and deceasement. Perhaps it is time for us now to play our final clip. Oh, is this the one where I die? Play the clip. Yes, yeah, the one they you Oh, die. this is the one where I die. All right, okay. Yes, we will learn how you did deceased. Play the clip. Oh, hello there, little squid man. Hello. Are you not, are you not, you're not scared of me? Of course I am not. I've seen many a sailor die before. Oh. 
Oh, well, that's... All right, well, I was just wondering if I could get some ink, but you, you probably wouldn't be able to squirt any out unless you were scared, right? I would need to be frightened, and you look like too meek a man to muster up the courage to make a squid frightened. Oh. Uh, what sort of things are you scared of? Are you so scared of other creatures out here or something? Maybe I could try and find, like a like, a big... Some sort of big scary one. The thing I am most afraid of is perhaps, perhaps, the human imprint on the land and how the transformation of our ecosystem is slowly collapsing who we are as creatures. All right, so if I took you outside and sort of showed you some pollution and that sort of thing, then you'd squirt some ink. The problem is less with the pollution, it's more so with the government policies that enable the pollution to be systemic. Oh, all right. I'm not sure. Not quite sure how to visibly show you that, other than sort of, you know, the the result. That's one of the largest things that makes it difficult to make actionable change. Is people are unable to become a part of the cogs in the machine and are instead only able to pick up litter on the coast. We're getting into some pretty complex territory here now, Squidman. Um, like I'm really sorry about that. Is there any other way I can ski to get some ink? Like the, you know. Maybe if I if I if I cut my finger a little bit, have some blood, and then a, maybe a shark. Are you scared of sharks? I am of course terrified of sharks. Oh, perfect! I was trying to play around that by talking about your <laughs> civilization. I really didn't want you to bring a fucking shark here. Oh, oh, that's fair <laughs> enough. Well, you know, I, I could just prick my finger, and then a shark could come by, and then you'd be scared, and then I get the ink, right? Like there wouldn't be any other consequences, would there? No, I guess you'd only get ink, and nothing else would transpire. Yeah, the only consequences um, that it's a really obvious way to end. <laughs> I perhaps, yeah, perhaps we could try to find a, a more, a, a less organic, more like interesting conclusion. We could try. We could get there. All right. So, you know what? Actually, I don't have a knife around. I only have my waterproof iPhone. Um, would you like to take a selfie? You know what else scares me? Let me provide something. You know what else scares me? <laughs> Thank you very me? much for that. <laughs> you know what else scares me is a man who has accepted who they are as an individual. That, why does that scare you? It scares me because they have nothing to lose and therefore have nothing to gain. You're a very wise squid man, squid man. That's very nice. Well, well, I'm not sure if I really have that, you know. Like I've sort of just sort of Googled to see if I if I died, whether my father would be proud of me. But I guess... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You just searched that right now when we were talking? Yeah, well, I sort of was just wondering. Like, it's not something that I want, but it's just, you know, I thought a shark might come. It was a bit dangerous, but... Um... You know, maybe, um, maybe actually, you know, Google didn't give me any answers, but I sort of thought about it. I sort of realized that, you know, I don't need this necklace. I can take that right off with, right now with a spitting. <laughs> I'll take off that necklace and just let it float away out into the abyss. And you're just going to pollute that right into the water? I, we just had a whole fucking conversation about this. Oh, you're sorry. Gonna... That's fucking... it's kind of a symbolic thing. Like it's sort of, you know, when you throw it in the, in the sea, like it disappears forever. But I suppose for you, it doesn't really disappear forever. You would also throw it in the sea? You know that goes to the same place, right? Like you throw it off a boat and you throw it, it's the same well, thing. Sort of, you know, I'm mad at seen both. Titanic. I was sort of trying to do like a thing like that. I have? Propaganda? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the thing is like. I didn't, I didn't really think about that. Sorry, I thought it was just nice, a nice bit of a nice moment of pathos and symbolism where I, you know, I sort of get rid of the chain that's sort of been strangling me my whole life. But um, yeah, just sort of realizing that I'm enough and I don't really, you know, I might just go and just keep making my comics and having a good time. Hmm. I guess in some sort of way you have now reconciled with who you are as an individual. Yeah, I suppose and in some seen way. Seen yourself <laughs> in some way. In some, I'm not trying to downplay. I, I feel like we really got to... 
some sort of larger understanding about who you are as an individual down inside these waters and recognize that you're merely are the meek, weak individual that I see before myself. Yeah, and that's all right, isn't it? It's sort of all right. It's also pretty interesting. It seems like you're slowly drifting off, seemingly down in these waters. You seem to be such an imbecile that you're forgetting to go up to, for air. You're just down here, blubbering away down in the water depths. Oh yeah, I sort of forgot to breathe, didn't I? Yes. And there he goes. Yes, I suppose my true fear has been accomplished. And in your death, I shall give you a squid funeral. Saluting you and saying goodbye. And I believe that was the clip. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, I sort of passed out midway. Like Maybe I hallucinated half of that conversation, to be honest. But um... Yeah, perhaps it was an animated octopus talking. In the clip, it was like full-on Sebastian the fucking crab from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it was sort of like a like a Looney Tunes back in, agi- <laughs> back in action or sort of, you know, Space Jam sort of thing where I was... I was, I was yes, made. I would always reference back in action first. Whenever I'm talking about Looney Tunes, it's like back in action, top of the list, well, top of the billion. To be fair, it's sort of Space Jam... <laughs> Back in action came out when I was old enough to sort of go and watch a movie and understand it. Where Space Jam, I was only sort of like three or four years old when it came out. So please forgive me. Yes, Space Jam is the better. Oh movie. no, I completely. And also, like Steve Martin does a bang up job in Steve Martin and Brendan Fraser. It's a hell of a cast. Yeah. Yes. Sticked wall to wall. Sticked. It's good that we're able to just talk about film once again. <laughs> just whenever we talk about death, it's like, no, 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 that's too real. Let's talk about the Looney Tunes. What is Bugs Bunny up to? Is he digging a hole? Well, that was sort of, yeah, that's sort of how I pictured the squid being animated. So that sort of worked out. Is there a Looney Tunes squid character? Not really. No. Don't think so. Perhaps. It's probably like a one-off episode. You know, Daffy Duck's down in the waters. Has a little astronaut helmet. He's running away from Martha the Martian. Gets caught up in an octopus brawl. Honestly, so silly. So absurd, those cartoons. Really absurd. So crazy what they're able to do. What, so cra- and what they were able to get away with. A bunny and a duck. That's a very good point. And how much it seems to talk about the political systems of duck season and rabbit season. A lot of that is lost over time. There was a real political draw in those times. Oh yeah, what was it a metaphor for? Was it actually a metaphor for politics? It was a metaphor for duck season and rabbit season. There was a really vicious war going on. It's not really a metaphor if it's literally that, is it? I suppose not. It was really on the news. (laughs) Those writers were pretty shit. (laughs) Anyway, I think we, yeah, I think we got down to the bottom of all of that. (laughs) Now, you've now learned about your deceasement. Everything that has gone and gone and happened and happened... Temperately come in closer with the camera. Do not get too close. Temperately. Yeah. Do not get too close. Temperately. Again, seriously, you should get some deodorant or something. It's really smell bad. Like it's rank. Down. Down dog. Okay. Barry, I'm going to ask the final question we ask on every episode. Yep, far away. Barry Underwood, did your life have meaning? Well, probably not really, did it? <laughs> yes. Like, I, can't believe, I cannot believe how consistently people respond with that so fucking quickly. <laughs> I've had so many episodes of people straight away saying no. Well, I think like if you really look back on it, I didn't really have much of a rich backstory. It was just kind of, you know, just just shitty cartoons and not even cartoons, just sort of like captions for images that weren't even mine. It's sort of ridiculous, really. I mean, you did learn how to draw a nose. That is That's true. A dog made completely of noses. That that would be quite a funny sight to behold. But I think that really, honestly, like you know, there wasn't much. What if the caption right. was? What if the caption was? What smells in here? Now, see, see, <laughs> I, 
I'm struggling with it. I'm quite conflicted because that was really fi- that was really funny, but I'm also like sort of jealous that I didn't come up with the funniest one. Mm, yes, yes. It's such a shame to go out. Your entire life is built up to this, and your final movements is being bested. What a shame. <laughs> What a shame. So you're saying definitely no. I would say no, but you know what? Like, that's all right. Like, life's not meant to be spectacular or amazing. It's just life, you know? Yeah, so a lot of people who say no also say oh, that. Okay, so I thought I was being really original and quite profound, <laughs> but obviously I'm just a fucking wanker, aren't I? Ted Brentley, put another no on the board. <laughs> <laughs> we now, we have a board this season that catalogues the yes and no. Oh, what are the numbers on Do there? you know that every yes have been me undercutting the person saying, no, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much all news. <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. But I guess maybe there's a lesson there that's just sort of, you know, life can be mundane and not interesting, but it's still, you know, like there's, it's not a thing to turn your, turn your nose up at. Oh, not to turn your, oh, I feel like you've got a new caption for this comic strip. That was completely unintentional, but I'll claim it. That's a perfect one to go out on. Barry. Underwood, I wish you goodbye. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a really good time. All right, back to your death. Wow, what a show. Ten Brentley, what an absolute rocker of in their production, huh? Really got down to what it means to be a cartoonist. What it means to be a... I honestly don't know what else. I remember the cartoon parts. <laughs> I remember they're starting over the life rights. Uh, he fought a squid, I think. Or an animated squid. It's hard to really remember exactly what we really got out of the episode. But what what I really what I got out of it, temperately, is that despite taking this short interim and coming back for this season two, we come back fiercely. We come back strong. We come back doing something that has never been done before. A talk show at the end of reality, of time, of space. A talk show that catalogues the death of individuals and realizes what it means to be a human. Temperently. We are doing the work, not of gods, but of humble citizens upon this mortal coil. And I say that as one of those humble citizens. I know it undercuts the entire thing if I'm saying that I'm doing that. I guess, yeah, okay, technically, yes, you would say I am a god. Of course I'm a god. I'm a being beyond reason and understanding. I'll accept that as well. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a crazy guy who could do whatever he wishes, of course. But I'm also like I'm getting in there and I'm helping people out. I just like to, I'd like to reconcile with some of my actions. Okay. That's it, Tent. I think we're pretty much done. Although I do hear, I do hear, sorry, we've got this new, se- we've got a new season outline. It's kind of like a video that explains what to do in the season. And I think in here it also explains some sort of plugs if somebody wanted to plug a certain thing. Hi. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm, my name's John Walpole. No H in the John. Um, I'm doing... A new solo sketch show that's called One Man Performing a Two-Man Show. It's basically what it sounds like. Um, It is on at the Factory Theatre in Sydney for the Sydney Fringe Festival, 21st and 23rd of September. And then for a week in the Melbourne Fringe Festival, 10th to the 16th of October at the Motley Bauhaus. And I'll be doing it in other places. So follow me on Instagram to find out about other dates and places wonderful that is over i'll of course also include in there please head on over to bigtallboys.com check out the various peculiarings on their website by alexander Krauss, including this show i believe it goes onto that website i do not know how he got the rights to that seems like a real roger situation fucking got regal on that one 
Anyway, yeah, check out that show. Check out other shows, all about a bunch of other things. Okay, temporarily, I think we're pretty much done. I think you can stop. Uh, last season, we had a lot of problems with ending the show, and I want to make it very clear how we're going to end it this time. Last season, there was a big joke. There was a bit at the end of every episode that I didn't know when to play the song, when to have the crowd cheer, and when to say goodbye. I want to make it very clear. It's going to be it's going to be succinct, temporarily. When I say go, <laughs> this isn't going to make a good ending, but I just wanted to be synced up just one time, Ted Bradley, is I'm going to say go, you're going to play the song, the crowd cheers, and we're out, okay? I can tell by your moving on the dials that you've already played something when I said play the, play the music. Stop the music, stop the music. We're going to, when I say go, you're, okay, you're playing it, I can hear it. Okay, we're done, we're done, play it. to swear <coughs> yeah go ahead all right we're gonna be fucking man <laughs> right in front of your face man um hi can i get a big tall boy <laughs>